Welcome to the Blasphemous Pope Cathedral. Thank you for joining this congregation. Please be seated and prepare to receive the sermon. Welcome to the Blasphemous Pope Podcast. I am your Blasphemous Pope. And today we are doing Sermon 4. Arm thyself, for the war is already upon us. Today, we are going to be talking about the Bloodless Crusade. And I understand the irony of this phrase, since... The only sense that this is a bloodless crusade is that uh, those of us on this side of the battlefield are not shedding blood. Um, There's a wealth of information (laughs) involving uh, the amount of blood uh, governments, state agents have shed throughout the years. Um, the, uh, uh, the point being that, uh, we are trying to fight the good fight. We'll talk about the battlefield, um, the battlefield being our minds and the minds of others, the battle for control of information, and the very real battle over our supply lines, resource acquisition, uh, utilities, and the like. We will also be discussing areas to focus, building our communities and relationships with other people uh, in the sense of forming a society, as it were, that supports itself. Being unapologetically truthful, not hiding behind words or deciding to not share the truth with people, regardless of whether or not it upsets them, we need to start being unapologetically truthful and resource production, uh, creating our own self-sustaining systems to ensure that we survive this war because it is as much a war of attrition as it is a war of violence, as it is a war over the mind and the spirit of humanity in total. I will spend some time talking about wins and losses. What really defines a win? Uh, From building our personal networks, reaching out to others 
uh, other networks as well as other individuals to include in our own networks. Guerrilla information tactics. Skills acquisition and sharing and self-sustaining resources. I will also be talking about what we can consider losses because that is an important part of this. We have to understand where our setbacks are. Um, examples of this are reasons why communities fall apart censorship, reliance on the system that we are attempting to uh, do battle with and lack of adaption and adaptability to circumstances. All of these things are going to be talked about today in the Blasphemous Pope podcast. So, Grab a seat and enjoy Sermon 4, Arm Thyself, for the war is already upon us. The more you resist insane policy, the more unstable rulers become. Democide and Genocide Over the 20th century, 262 million people were systematically murdered through democide and genocide. That is more than six times greater than all of the soldiers that had died in battle over the 20th century. There is a war going on, but that war is not two countries fighting each other. That war is more each country fighting their own people with disastrous results on the populations therein. We only need to look uh, as far back as Waco and Ruby Ridge to see what the United States government is capable of in direct violence. Um, The amount of medical experimentation on people of color uh, and on the general population in total uh, is another factor for another day. There is a definitive pattern um, that you can find when you deal with direct violence. Uh, We saw it with Waco and Ruby Ridge, both. A propaganda campaign which led to violence. It was, these people are not like us and it's okay to kill them. This is a hallmark trait of fascist regimes. We saw this in the 1930s in Germany. This is not hyperbole. This is not uh, Godwin's law. This is 
direct translation from then to now. There is also the lacking accountability of state agencies and the agents of the state. We notice when we talk about agents of the state, the presumption of guilt on the victim is always there. That's part of the propaganda machine. We've seen this in the case of Daniel Shaver, who was gunned down unarmed on his hands and knees by police in Arizona. We saw this in the case of Kelly Thomas, a schizophrenic man who was beaten to death by two police officers and it took years for any accountability to be put in place and it was barely punishment at all. We need to really examine what is going on on their end. The agents of government have decided with reckless abandon to permit violence on the streets. And it isn't violence within the community, it is them supplying violence to the community. The police, the FBI, the CIA, they, they are not there to protect and serve, they are there to punish and enslave. It is a miracle of sorts, a horrible miracle, that the people in, in the United States or the people of the world in general have allowed this to continue on for as long as they have. We have literally fought two world wars against oppression and still that hasn't managed to equal the death toll that governments have put on their own people. Even if we take the aside of um, the victims of the Holocaust being uh, part of the war death, it still is nowhere remotely close to acceptable. Let's talk about the battlefield, the fight for the mind. Um, I know it's kind of cliche to say, uh, there's a war for your mind, blah, blah, blah. Everyone says it. Republicans say it. Democrats say it. Libertarians say it. But this is really the case. There is a war for your mind. And none of them want you to have it for yourselves. They direct propaganda from a young age through schooling, throughout programming on television and movies, state aggrandizement, obedience to authority. These are all themes that play over and over again and are put in a positive light. The amount of gaslighting that happens uh, on a day-to-day -day basis 
from authorities to people. Uh, six months ago, the things the media was screaming about being conspiracy theories are now accepted facts. Many of my uh, associates who have been saying these things uh, have decided to start calling themselves spoiler alerts. Con control of information is controlling the truth. And that is something that we cannot give up. We can't allow the media, the authorities, uh, to control the flow of information. Um, in this sense, the internet is a double-edged sword. Absolutely, we, we can share our thoughts, our uh, research, our, our understanding via the internet. But we also have to realize that we are not the only people using the internet. It is, it's like a gun. Whoever is wielding it is the person with that power. We have to, in order to properly uh, uh, deal with the internet, uh, we have to check ourselves. We have to hold ourselves to a better standard of integrity. And that means that just because we agree with what someone says, we really still need to research to find out if that's the truth. There are plenty of things floating around there that may or may not be true, but if they cannot be verified, we need to be careful about what we share. Because if it isn't verified, it can be controlled opposition. It can be uh, false information put out by the authorities to make us look ridiculous. We need to truly control our local supply. This means our food, our, our power, our utilities, our security, everything has to be uh, in-house, as it were, within the networks that we create. We don't need to do everything ourselves, but we do need to make sure that we're forming a community that understands and acts like a community. Um, this does open the idea for communal support that uh, not every system works for everybody, so we should really be uh, uh, understanding that possibly some people are going to need more help than others. And the failsafe, the ultimate failsafe of self-sufficiency, um, being able to provide one's own power, one's own water, one's own food is great. Um, being able to rely on a community to make sure that everyone is caught in the net is better. And having the failsafe of you having your own while the community has their own means that more people are protected more fully. And that is the goal here. The primary way we win this war is we outlast the enemy. And the way to do that is to provide for ourselves.
So, um, areas to focus. Uh, first thing we really need to focus on is when we build communities and build relationships with people, we have to realize that there is not just one model that we can work from. Uh, in smaller sized communities, uh, potentially a more communal uh, uh, fashion might work better for the, the total sum of the people. Uh, in a very sparsely populated area, uh, it may be more of a self-sufficient, every man is his own island. Um, there are people who uh, make their way around uh, uh, life traveling from place to place in RVs and school buses. And all of these people do have a place. They do fit into the puzzle. And we do have to realize that those things are all valid and all capable of helping us get to the next level. Um, and what I mean by that is basically surviving uh, the shitstorm that we're going through now and uh, moving forward beyond uh, the need for authoritarianism. Uh, so the thing to focus on when it comes to building a community is what is going to have the most utility for the members in the community, for the people that you're building these relationships with. Um, if you have a bunch of very active, very healthy, very young people, uh, it may behoove them to break off into individuals and do their thing and then everybody barter and trade. Uh, if you uh, have uh, some people who are handicapped or elderly that may need assistance, it might behoove the community to move in more of a um, uh, collective manner uh, or, or for lack of a better term, uh, uh, a charity uh, setup. Um, but things to remember is that redundancy creates fail-safes, and that is very important. Redundancy, I will say it again, creates fail-safes. If your power system is based on just one entry level, you will invariably have one bad week and then you will be without power. And this is not a big deal when we're concerned with energy. We can rough it in, uh, indefinitely without, without power. Uh, however, if that failsafe happens to be in the food department that's missing, um, there is a very limited time, or the water department, you have seven days to find new water if your water becomes contaminated. These are, these are very important, and this is why you really need to focus on redundancy, because it creates failsafes. Now, as far as being unapologetically uh, truthful, uh, there really is no use in us hiding um, who we are and what we're about. Uh, if, the, if we hide, uh, we become subject to the propaganda machine, to the gaslighting. Um, and it also serves another purpose. It lets other people know that they are not alone. We, we have the opportunity, uh, especially with the informational tools that we have today, to be a beacon of light to other people who are like us and who are sick and tired of the change of all, chains of authoritarianism. Now, um, on a side note, we, we really cannot 
be expected to and we should not compromise with the enemy and the enemy in this case is not necessarily the authoritarians because they will not compromise to begin with it is more of uh, the useful idiots that I was talking about uh, in prior sermons the the people who are knowing that they're getting lied to and just deciding to go with it anyway and deciding that your oppression is worth their um, their sense of false security. Um, <clears throat> now, as far as resource production is concerned, um, you know, food is always going to be the primary concern. Utilities, power, and communication are going to be high on that list, but um, generally not as important as food and water. And finally, um, security and protection, because these are things that are going to become necessary as time goes on. What we're going to be talking about now is uh, the things that would be wins in our book. Um, what I mean by that is things that are going to be moving us forward rather than holding us back. Um, Primarily building that interpersonal, fully integrated network. Uh, basically forming relationships where uh, everybody plays a part in the community. Uh, this has sort of been replicated online with social media, but now uh, with what's coming down the pipeline, we're going to have to start looking at it from a in-person scenario so that may mean people need to move around um, and that's okay uh, the primary goal there is to get close enough that you have a functioning community that can support each other um, you should not only consider a survival network and a working network to build a, a society or a community around, but also a learning network. Make sure that people involved in your network know things that you don't or don't know things that you do, and therefore you can enrich each other with knowledge. Another win would be expanding our networks and uh, with that comes the issue of trust and vetting. Um, we will need to start developing some sort of system where we can vet one another uh, because actions of the state stand for themselves, uh, agent provocateurs, um, and uh, all we need to do is look at what happened in Michigan with the quote-unquote militia that was mostly FBI agents and one poor sucker who got really arrested for uh, the plot against Governor Whitmer. Um, <clears throat> we uh, need to really take a good look at uh, guerrilla information tactics. This is where that uh, the tool of the internet really comes to shine. Um, but let's not forget that there is the you know Luddite version of this with uh, graffiti, pamphleting uh, and using uh, public spaces as a platform but we should also uh, integrate uh, using memory uh, and using um, 
alternative media and alternative uh, broadcasting sources such as uh, Anchor here um, and and other uh, uh, video and audio providers. We need to uh, celebrate the acquisition of skills, uh, learning new trades, learning uh, even at the apprentice level certain skills and sharing our knowledge with other people again to create all of these fail safes that we are looking to have in order to ensure our success every time you share how to do something with someone and they become a competent member uh, of that uh, that skill set they they then add to the community that much more security we should also be looking to uh, enrich our communities with skills matching it's not only good enough that everyone knows how to farm but someone needs to know how to actually properly prepare the food it's not great it's not great if someone knows how to hunt but doesn't know how to butcher the animals and you have no one that knows how to butcher the animals and what to eat what not to eat and how to use the scraps effectively another victory would be developing our sustainable development uh, pathways uh, food production uh, and energy production being primary uh, focuses there. Uh, water falls from the sky in most places, so generally we're not really producing water more than we're finding water. Uh, but the being able to create food and be able to uh, do it in a manner that has less of a footprint means that you have a longer supply chain ahead of you. In regard to energy production we're looking at the alternative energy market wind solar power hydrothermal power uh, hydroelectric power these are uh, these are going to be the keys to uh, breaking us free from public utilities Okay, so um, when I say things like losses, I don't mean like uh, definitive, ultimate negative, we're lost and, and uh, we should just give up. Uh, what I mean is like setbacks, things that are, are not wins, um, they aren't necessarily like catastrophic, but they are setbacks. Uh, one of the major setbacks that I see uh, is uh, community uh destruction uh, and that uh, that can come from improper vetting uh, uh, allowing the authorities to infiltrate the community of course is a, a big concern but it can also come from internal strife and that uh, that generally starts from small disagreements that are allowed to fester and what this means is that we really need to start developing things like uh, uh, arbitration and conflict re resolution to make sure that little petty disagreements don't blossom into community destroying events um, <clears throat> the other uh, failure in community that we can really have is letting others fall behind we really have to make it the trademark of of our side of the war that we are here to help as many people as possible the people of course being uh, willing to be helped we cannot, you know, 
just like you can't save an addict from himself, he has to want to be saved. You can't save the willing participant in the propaganda machine from themselves. Uh, they have to see through it and want to be saved from it. The other thing that can happen is uh, via big tech or via accident of technology, the silencing of people. Uh, the reason why this is important is because of uh, the message, the conversation that is being had, the type of war that we're fighting is a war where a conversation has to happen and allowing the enemy to co have complete control of that conversation is uh, a, a non-optimal uh, move to say the least. Uh, if you do not control the conversation, the conversation controls you and that ties on to the next part of this uh the control of the conversation um uh also is about the control of your resources things that you need to survive if you don't control them they are a method for which you can be controlled one only really has to look at what's going on in supermarkets right now to see how that pans out what ends up happening is this war turns into a war of attrition really fast because many people don't have local sources for things like food, energy, and that is used, that's leveraged against them. So uh, having redundant systems, having local systems in place for these things is as much a preparation for external attack as uh, having you know your own uh, security forces or what have you um, and I'm not even getting involved in any of that um, so uh, uh, finally as far as uh, losses are concerned I wanted to talk a little bit about adaptability and I'm pretty sure everybody knows the the fable about the oak and the and the, the reeds uh, and how a storm comes by and the yoke gets uh, cracked and the trunk falls over and dies and the reeds just blow around in the wind and it's a perfect analogy of being adaptable to the situations at hand these are these are important things these are why we make redundant uh, uh, systems of uh, resource acquisition this is why we have people learning skills that other people already know because uh, it's a fail-safe now I want to talk a little bit about my terminology when it comes to wins and losses uh, these terms are not definitive this is not a this is we won the game or we lost the game this is uh, uh, goals and guides that are not absolute destinations you should be expecting setbacks and there are no perfect scenarios so uh, i hope uh, this helps and this uh, this gives you something to take away thank you for joining us it's my hope that today's sermon has provided much needed insight on the path that lies before us. I hope to see you again soon at our next Blasphemous Pope podcast. <laughs>